Oh, those guys are very, very funny, and uh, I enjoy that. Happy Mother's Day to you, and uh, it's, it's a wonderful day to spend with you guys, and if you're a mom, we just so appreciate you. I appreciate the fact that you give so much to everything that you do to your ch- for your children, um, and us husbands, um, yeah, we just don't know. We really don't get it. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I get the whole motherhood thing. Um, and, uh, and, and, but I do appreciate everything that moms bring to uh, relationships, to nurture, to care. All the things that moms do is amazing. So thank you so much for everything that you do. God bless you today. We have a special treat for you as you leave, so be sure to grab that. Moms only, okay? And uh, if there's some leftovers, then, uh, you know, others can participate. But uh, it'll be good. You'll enjoy the, the little surprise that we have for you. So it's great to have you here today. Today, we're, we're in this series called uh, Living, Loving, Laugh, Lasting, and Laughing. Living, Loving, Lasting, and Laughing. Lasting is today. We're going to talk about lasting. Lasting in life. But next week, we're talking about love, laughing. And uh, my wife and I are going to speak together. And so, um, because she's much funnier than I am. And so, um, we will have a great time next week uh, talking together about laughing. Laughing in life. And if you don't laugh... Um, you're not having a good, good time. And uh, it's, it, it's meant to be. Laughter is supposed to happen in our lives. So I encourage you uh, to be here next week and let's enjoy laughing together. Uh, I also want to encourage you ladies, uh, she is this Friday and you can't miss it. It's going to be amazing. <clears throat> Karen will also be speaking at that, and Leanna will be leading worship, and it's going to be a fantastic time, so I encourage you just to sign up. You won't regret it. It's one of those times that you'll regret missing it, and uh, rarely do we ever see, say something like, you missed it around here, because we want to say, we missed you, um, but next week, if you miss Friday, uh, you missed it, okay, and it's your fault. No, I'm just kidding, and so uh, try do everything you can to be there, because it'll be a great time. Lasting, lasting. How many people want to last in life? You want to make it to the end, right? But you want to make it to the end differently than some people make it to the end. Some people make it to the end and they get there and they go, oh, finally, I get to go to heaven. You know, um, that's not what lasting means. That's not what lasting is. It's lasting with health. It's lasting with uh, production in our lives. It's lasting with, with joy. It's lasting with this, this experience that um, we can ex- have uh, because we did everything we could. We left it all on the field it, it, in a sports metaphor. You know, that's one of the things that we say in sports is, is it, you, you want to go leave it all on the field, but you want to be able to last. You want to be able to get through all the things that life has for us and, and enjoy it. And so today I'm going to talk about there's four things that I believe you have to have to efficiently and, and with joy last. And I hope that you enjoy it. Have you ever used the word burnout in your life? I'm burnt. I'm burnt out. I'm just toast. Uh, I've said that word too. I'm toast. Uh, that's a funny word uh, that we use to describe kind of being burnt and, and being burnt out. I'm cooked. Have you ever used that one? Um, no, maybe not. Okay. Uh, I'm done. You ever said that? Moms, I bet you've said that. I'm so done with you. I'm done. I, I just can't do anymore. Um, I'm wasted. Uh, and, and not in the 
drug sense of the term. Um, not using the, the inappropriate term. I'm at the end of my rope. I've reached the end of my rope. And I can't go on any further. It's, it's fortunate that there's a knot at the end of the rope, right? Um, you're hoping anyway. Um, it's too much to bear. I just, there's too much in life. There's so much going on. I have so many things that I'm bearing right now that I'm, it's crushing me. And you feel that and you sense that. that and I, I think this is a very appropriate Mother's Day message. It wasn't planned this way, but um, I believe it's very appropriate because most moms deal with a lot of these feelings and emotions. Most moms deal with the, 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 the sense of, of worn outness, if you will, that, that, that pressure to continue to go on, but you're tired, you wake up tired, you, you go to sleep tired, and, and you're lucky if you get some sleep sometimes, and those kinds of crazy things, especially if you're a young parent. Oh my goodness, my, my two uh, daughters and sons-in-laws have you know, young kids, and they don't sleep on regular schedules uh, all the time with the two twins that we just had. Uh, I, I told Caleb yesterday, I said, hey, I hope you have a relaxing afternoon. <laughs> he just chuckled. And uh, today, Caleb is giving my wife a day to sleep. That's the kind of mother gift that she is hoping for, Mother's Day gift she's hoping for, is a day to sleep. And I'm like, that, that's got to be heaven when you have five kids, five and under. And that's where they are. We have seven grandkids, all five and under. And so um, when they're over at the house, it's chaos. And um, it's, it's very fun at the same time. So uh, at least sometimes. So there's four things that we need to last. And if we're going to last in this life, if we're going to last with joy, if we're going to last with a, a comfort knowing that there's something good at the end of the rainbow, if you will, or that at the end of life or, or during life, there's four things that we need. And the first one is going to be not, uh, it's one of those ones that we have to hear. Okay, so I'm just going to be honest and tell you that you've got to hear this. It's perseverance. Perseverance. Perseverance is continuing when most lose interest. Persistent in following God's path. It's the no quit uh, attitude that we have to have in perseverance. It's that, it's that ability to say, I am not going to give in to the, the weariness that I, that I feel right now. I'm not going to give in to the, the desire to quit. I'm not going to give in to the, uh, the hope that everything will just end and, and uh, I, this, this tiredness will stop or this weariness or this beat down will stop. I'm not going to give in to that. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And, and that is what we have to have to last. If you don't have perseverance, then you will not last. Even though you live, you will stop living. Even though you're taking in air and breathing and walking and eating, all those kinds of things, you will stop living and you will not be lasting because you, have, you don't have perseverance. And it's common to kind of get to that point of, I want to quit, I want to stop, I want to end, I want this to, to finish, I wish this season in my life would, would stop. But the reality is we all need this attitude of perseverance. James 5 10 and 11 says this, Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. And these prophets are Isaiah and Elijah and all these other different prophets that they're referring to in the Old Testament. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. 
We count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. And if you know anything about the story of Job, we kind of use it as a, a euphemism in uh, describing our circumstances. Man, if you've got a whole bunch of things going wrong with you, then we say, man, you, you must have Job's curse on your life or something. You know, you must be going through the Job experience where everything's going wrong and you're losing your kids, you're losing, you're losing everything. But in reality, in Job's case, Job didn't stop believing. He didn't stop trusting God. He didn't stop saying, God, you are still... He kept the faith, even in the face of many friends. Where I'm actually reading a, a, a reading plan through Job and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and and uh, that reading plan is, is right in the middle of Job right now. And man, with friends like that, who needs enemies? If you know anything about the book of Job, he has a whole bunch of enemies just speaking into why he's having a bad experience. But it doesn't mean that just because you're going through tough times doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. It means that you're being tested. It means that you're being tried. It means that you're being created to be something strong and, and energetic and, and perseverance is part of that. And Job is used as an example of perseverance. A guy that kept going even though the going got tough. There's a difference between perseverance and preservation. I want to make this really clear because I think too often when we get tired and when we get uh, worn out or when we get burnt out, we tend to want to preserve ourselves rather than persevere. Preservation is dangerous. It's not to say that we shouldn't protect ourselves, but when we get into a preservation mode, all we do is then go into what we call a museum kind of perspective where we, would, we just want to protect it. It doesn't need to do anything. We shroud it with protection and we keep it and it's all it's good for is looking at. But it produces nothing. And so preservation isn't a bad thing when you get in a bad spot, but you want to not stay there. And so when you get tired, when we get tired and worn out and, and we are tired of persevering and we just want to preserve ourselves and say, if I just stand still and if I don't do anything and if I just protect myself and protect my surroundings and keep people away from me that I don't enjoy or like I, and I don't pressure myself, well, the problem is you become stale and stagnant instead of productive and, and producing what God's will is. And so perseverance is critical. It's pr- critical to understanding that if we don't persevere, we stop. And we begin to preserve what God wants to use to do something great in our world. And it's really, really a key uh, perspective that we need to have. And we also need to understand that perseverance doesn't save us. It doesn't get us to the end and then earns our way to heaven. It is the reward. There's a reward for perseverance. Um, And and that reward comes in the depth of character. It comes in maturity. How many want to grow up someday? I do. I do. I'm not there. I have a lot of growing to do. I still have maturity to gain. And that means I cannot quit when it gets tough. I cannot stop when it gets difficult. I cannot say, oh, I'm done. I've lived a long life and uh, I've done all my things that I planned on doing and I'm done. Can't say that. Because then I'll go into preservation mode instead of perseverance. And I'll not grow up. And the reward 
for perseverance is character, maturity, and strength. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Don't give up on God's promises. Don't give up. Keep going because he will fulfill his promises in your life. He will uh, bring character and strength and depth to you and that, that you can't imagine and that you will bring to others as you go through the tough times. I love the passage in 1 Corinthians, or I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians where it says, God is the God of all comfort and with the comfort we receive, we will comfort others. When you learn how to persevere, you will learn how to help others persevere. And help others stick it out. And you'll be able to say with others, hey, I know you're going through a tough time, but don't give up. Don't quit. Because what I've gone through, I realize God is a fulfiller of his promises. And he will come through for you. Persevere. Luke 18 gives us an example of that. It says it's the parable of the persistent widow. And Jesus is actually talking about prayer. But that, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. <laughs> Sounds like today's uh, 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 government perspective sometimes. They don't care. Uh, they don't fear God and they don't care what other people think. Is that okay to say? Yeah. All right. You guys got quiet on me. There, was not, there wasn't even an amen there. You're like, I'm not sure if I should say anything. (laughs) He just went there. Uh Uh-oh. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. (laughs) She must have been a violent lady. I don't know. You must have given that impression that this lady's going to take me out one of these days. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find someone who is willing to persevere? Will he find someone who's willing to not give up and keep believing, keep asking, keep trusting? And so we all need perseverance. If we're going to last, we have to last with the heart that says, I will not stop. I will not quit. I will persevere. Secondly, we need, to, we need endurance. Endurance. How many, any of you guys runners? Nobody runs in this building. Okay. All right, we all, we all drive, we all ride bikes, and nobody raised their hand. Oh my goodness, we could be the most unhealthy crew here, all right? <clears throat> There's a big difference between sprinters and runners, right? Sprinters are like those people that 100-yard dash or the uh, four, 440 or the quarter mile, whatever you, you might run really fast, but that's all you got in you. As soon as you hit 100 yards, you're done. You hit the max of where you're going to go. And you're fast, but you're done. 
And uh, I call these people retreat and, and camp type people. These are people that love the big event. They love the re- revival meetings. They love those things and they chase those down. And they have sprint moments in their faith. And they, 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 but they, they wear out at the end. It's the people who get up every morning, who read their Bible, who pray, who, who do anything they can to serve, and they do it in, day in and day out and day in and day out. If you're going to be a long-distance runner, you have to put a lot of miles in over time, and you get stronger and stronger, and you do it every single day. You do it every single day. I, I'm not a marathon runner. I know you guys in the back, uh, you guys are marathon runners, and you're weird, and you're strange. <clears throat> Running 26 and a half miles or whatever that is, is nuts. There's cars that do that better, and bikes, and my wife and I have e-bikes now, and uh, that's electric bike, and that is heavenly. <laughs> that is so nice. We were on vacation this week, and, and we were down on, at Newport Beach, and we were riding along the promenade down, down there on the, the, the boardwalk, and uh, every once in a while, when my legs started getting tired, I just kicked it into E, and uh, <clears throat> that was awesome. And it was after about two pedals. Um, <clears throat> and my legs got tired. And so I hit E right away. Endurance. Endurance is the continuing commitment in the face of difficulty. It's that, it's that willingness to keep going. It's not perseverance because perseverance is that attitude that says, I'm going to not quit. I'm going to keep up. But endurance is putting up with or enduring the pain that it takes to get through. It's enduring the pain that, gets, that it takes to get through. Listen to Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So there it is. Let us run without the, the desire to quit, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning at shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Endurance is different than perseverance. Endurance is that ability to push through the pain. Every runner knows that there's a a wall that you hit, especially long-distance runners. You, You run and you run and you run, and all of a sudden your body just wants to go, hey, this is crazy. You know, and I think that's about, you know, out after about, um, you know, 100 yards, <laughs> my body starts saying that, and it says, this is nuts, why are you doing this? <clears throat> and, but in, you have to endure the pain, you have to go through that, that, that moment that your body says no, and your body is feeling pain, and your body's going, why are we doing this? There are motors in this world that can take us anywhere you want to go. And you have to endure that pain, and once you get through that pain, then there's a reward on the other side of that. You finish the race. You, you get to that point where you, you can uh, go through it, but you will never experience the end if you don't endure. And I think it's really critical that we understand that Jesus, when he was enduring, he endured what this says, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners. He was sinless. He had all these sinners coming at him, attacking him, eventually hanging him on a cross, but he endured all that pain because he knew the reward after the end. The only way to truly endure is to keep your eyes on the, the end, not the middle. 
The only way to run a race, to win it, or to finish it, is to know that there's an end to it. And you keep your eye on the end, not in the middle. And when you hit that wall, you all of a sudden say, okay, there's a reward at the end, and I'm going to keep going. I'm going to endure this pain. I'm going to endure the struggle, the burn in my life. All those kinds of things, if we will endure it in the name of the Lord, we will receive that joy. You know what Jesus saw when he was on the cross? You and me in heaven with him. That's what he endured the pain for. He endured it so that you and I could experience eternal life with him. That's what his biggest and greatest desire was, is to have a relationship with him, with us. And so he was willing to die and endure so that you and I could experience eternal life with him. Endurance is always, always has the end in mind. And if we don't endure that way, then we have a, a problem. The problem is usually this, is that we don't believe like we should. We don't believe that the end is really all that rewarding. We don't believe that heaven is going to be a great place, and so we'd rather have the satisfaction now than have it later. And uh, I like what this one author said. He said, inadequate believing withdraws in times of confusion. In other words, our belief gets confused when uh, we don't have adequate uh, understanding of who God is. When we don't have an adequate understanding of his promises, when we don't have an adequate understanding of heaven and, and the end, when we don't have that, then we confuse what we should be doing during the pain. We say we need to satisfy ourselves because we don't know if God's going to come through. I like this passage in John chapter uh, 6, verse 66. Don't get confused with those three sixes together, okay? From this time, many of us Many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. So Jesus had just put out this strong command that says, if you are going to follow me, it's going to cost you. And many people said, no, we're out. But then his disciples said, you do not want to leave too, do you? And he's addressing his disciples. Jesus asked the 12, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe. Let's say that together. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. If we have the true belief and understanding that God is our salvation, that Jesus came to save our lives, then we have every, every ounce of belief to know that we can make it to the end and endure the pain in the middle. And so we have to have proper belief we have to have proper belief. If we don't have proper belief, then we're going to lose the, the opportunity. I like the song Journey, or that Journey put out. Don't stop believing. The rest of the song is trash, but that's a, a really good. <clears throat> a proper belief in something will give you strength for endurance. Do you believe that Jesus promises you eternal life? And if you do, then you can endure. Two other things, and we'll deal with these quickly because these are, in my opinion, the less complicated ones is rest. We do need rest. We do need rest. Exodus 23, 10 through 12 says this, For six years you are to sow your fields and harvest the crops, but during the seventh year let the land lie unplowed and unused. Then the poor among you may get food from it, and the wild animals may eat. 
what is left. Do the same with your vineyard and your olive grove. In other words, give land, rest. Six days uh, do your work, but on the seventh day do not work so that your ox and your donkey may rest and so that the slave born in your household and the foreigner living among you may be refreshed. Isn't that interesting? Let the land rest, let the animals rest, let the, the, in, these, in this case the servants or slaves rest, and let everybody rest. Everybody needs to take a break. And, and we need to take a break. It, it, again, let's not confuse this with preservation. Let's, con- let's, let's clear this up and make sure that we understand what rest is. Rest is simply being refreshed, refilled, so that we can go work again. Because preservation doesn't get us back into work. It just protects us, it stops us, it stalls us. But rest is a great, great thing. And I'm, I'm cautious. I, I was telling my daughter what I was going to talk about today. And she said, be careful to tell moms to rest. Because you don't get it, Dad. <laughs> you don't get how hard it is to rest as a mom. You don't get how hard it is to find that spot. And my encouragement is, um, is, is to make it happen somehow. Dads, husbands, get involved. Give your wife a break. Give your mom a break. Do something to make sure that there's a span of time in, in, in a week or a day that they can have a break. Because if they don't, it's empty all the time. You say, why are you so grumpy? Because they're tired. They're worn out. They're burnt. They're toast. They're wasted. Not that they want to get wasted, but they're wasted. Matthew eleven twenty eight says this. Come to me, all you who are weary. Be, and weary means kind of beaten down. It, literally, it means beaten down. Come to me, all you who are beaten down and burdened, who carry a load, and I will give you rest, or I will refresh you. I will refill you. I will renew you. Take my yoke upon uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest or refreshment for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden, my load, is light. And so we, the, the best way to last is to rest, is to find those moments where you can uh, just recapture your, where you're going and what you're doing and re-energize your soul. Uh, for me, it's, and this is a strange thing, I'm, I'm weird, I like to be alone. I can't refresh with um, people. And not that people are bad or anything like that, but if, when I'm around people, I feel like I'm on. I feel like I'm, I have to, to, to have myself together. I have to have all my thoughts together. I have to pay attention. And I just like to not pay attention. <laughs> if I'm with you for very long, you probably noticed this. If, I'm, if I've ever been with any of you for very long, you notice I kind of wander off. That's not because I don't like you, it's just because I'm trying to, uh, it's not my, my thing to like stay completely focused. I have to really work at that. And, uh, but we need to rest. And if we don't recapture and refocus our hearts, then we will get lost in the busyness of the world and we will get lost in, in all of that. And we, need, and, and we get so tired that we wear ourselves out and then we're no good. So my encouragement is to rest is to take some time. I like what, I learned this a long time ago. It says simply this, divert daily, withdraw weekly, and abandon annually. Divert daily, withdraw weekly, 
and abandon annually. And if you do that, you take, divert daily is obviously minutes or in an hour or a half an hour. You just take it and go, oh, my, my Apple watch uh, reminds me to take a breath. I don't know how it does that or why it does that. And then at the end of the day, it's like, um, capture your thoughts. Now, I don't do everything the Apple Watch says, but um, it's, it's fascinating that it encourages me to divert daily, withdraw weekly, take a, take a moment, take several hours and just divert and do something different. Don't do something that saps your energy, do something that gives you energy and abandon annually. And that's where vacations come in, that's where uh, uh, retreats come in. Those are moments that you have to get away and refresh. And then lastly, don't go it alone. If you're going to make it through life, you have to share your burdens. Bear your burdens together, not alone. It's a lot easier to carry something a long ways with help than to carry something a long ways by yourself. And you have to understand that we can't do this life alone. That's why we have groups. And I encourage every one of you to get involved in a group. Uh, and if you didn't find a group that you like, let me know so that uh, we can encourage you to start that group. Okay? <laughs> you see how I did that? See how I did that? Because there's probably somebody like you that wants to do what you want to do. But, you, did, you know, so um, you, you get to be the leader. Galatians 6, 1 and 2 says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Isn't it funny how someone is helping you overcome sin? But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. And then it says in verse 2, Carry each other's burdens. And in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. If you don't have somebody that you can share everything with, then you're missing out and you're carrying burdens by yourself that you shouldn't be carrying by yourself. Whether that's sin, whether that's just the burdens of life of caring for your family, those kinds of things, you need someone in the world that you can say, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I feel. I've had the privilege of having college friends for a lifetime group of friends that I can share anything with at any time. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to be shared with anybody else. It's not going to affect my career or my job, but only make me better because I have someone that I can share everything with. And, and they carry the burden with me. They carry the load. They, eat, they text me and say, hey, I'm praying for you today, Ricardo. I'm, I'm praying for that need in your life. I'm praying for this issue in your life. Whatever it may be, they are there because they know that I can't carry the load by myself. And if I do, I'll end up like I did many years ago, burning out and crashing and needing help to get out of a big hole that I put myself in. So today, do you have, you know, Ricky had Lucy, Batman had Robin, the Lone Ranger had Tonto, Beavis had, never mind, <clears throat> Blake has Gwen, Megan has Harry, I don't know if that's a good deal, Beyonce has Jay-Z, J-Lo has Ben, used to have Alex. I'm just joking. We need people to help carry our burdens. Sharing the weight of life is critical. Sharing with someone the weight of your burdens, sharing with someone that you trust, someone that you love, someone that you have in your heart, 
Share with someone your sins. James tells us to share our sins, to confess our sins one to another. Share with someone your successes because with great success comes great responsibility. Share with someone your dreams and passions. You can go a long way carrying the load with someone else. If you have a big dream, you're not going to get that dream done by yourself. So are you worn out? Did you walk in this room, Mother's Day, yay, put on the happy face, but inside you're like going, ugh. <laughs> are you beat down? Are you ready to throw in the towel? Are you tired? Is the load too heavy for you? I feel for you. So I know what a burden's like. I know what it's like not to be able to get out from under it. I know what it's like to, to feel like I can't go on. I've been blessed in my life to have people around me that said, come on, Ricardo, let's get across the finish line together. Do you have that person in your life? Do you have people that surround you and hold you up and encourage you? And most importantly, do you believe that God will fulfill his promises if you just keep going, if you persevere and endure and get a little bit of rest here and there and everywhere that you can and continue on. But carrying those burdens together, we must do that together. I believe God's going to strengthen you and encourage you and help you to last today. Moms, if you came in today and you're being celebrated, yes, but you're feeling the load of momhood, I pray that you will be able to persevere, that you'll be able to endure, but most importantly, get a little bit of rest. Be able to sleep, be able to rest, be able to get away, whatever energizes you. And I believe God's going to do something special, even this moment, because I want to pray for you. I know some of you walked in this room and you're just going, man, this is just, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I can carry these burdens. I don't know if I can keep going. I believe you can. And certainly with God's help and with believing that he's got all of his promises available to you with some rest and with others' help as well. Father God, I just thank you so much. That you tell us that we can cast our cares on you. We can cast our anxieties. We can cast our burdens, these loads that we carry. And you tell us that you will give us peace. And I pray right now that your Holy Spirit will minister to the heart that is ready to throw in the towel, that that is ready to, uh, to, to, to give up and to stop dreaming and to stop pursuing what you've led them to, to pursue. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you just strengthen and encourage the heart that feels lost and broken and can't go on. Lord, you tell us that you're the lifter of our heads. You're, the, you're our encourager. And I pray that you do that right now for every heart Give the strength to persevere. Give the passion to endure. Give us the opportunity to rest and help us find that person or persons that can undergird us and support us and carry our burdens with us. And most importantly, we cast them before you. As we sang earlier, we put it all at your feet and we trust you with them. And we thank you, God, 
that you are the carrier of our burdens. If you're here today and you haven't experienced or accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just want to encourage you right now, today's a good day to do that. Today's a good day to say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, and he'll take that burden of sin off of you. Jesus, I believe that you were raised from the dead, and he'll give you the hope of eternal life, that promise that helps us endure all the things that we go through in this world. And if you commit to follow him for the rest of your life, the Bible tells us that we will be saved. And if that's you today, and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, but you want to, just pray this prayer. With me, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I accept you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you that you did the work of forgiveness on the cross. And I now accept your forgiveness, and I forgive myself as well as accepting your forgiveness. And Jesus, I believe that you were raised from the dead, and that today I have the hope of eternal life with you. No longer is our relationship broken. I now have an eternal relationship with the Savior of the world. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.